Hello and welcome to Mac's Newtown Voice. This is John Mack. The views and opinions expressed here are solely mine and those of the people whom I interview or record at public meetings. The following is an excerpt from the April 1st, 2021 presentation by Evan Stone, who is the executive director of the Bucks County Planning Commission at a Zoom meeting hosted by the Bucks County Consortium. Included is the Q&A session afterward. See the comments for a link to the full PDF version of the PowerPoint presentation. Um, and those yearly costs will be broken down on a municipality by municipality basis, averaged anywhere from a low of about $82 per person per year to a staggering $6,500 per person as noted in the report. And again, if you're thinking Ben Sound in Middletown where you have greater population, you're on that $82 a year side. If you're in Silverdale again, you're looking at that $6,500 um, uh, figure uh, for uh, staffing uh, your fire department. The second scenario that we did relative to uh, the cost analysis was we looked at all of our existing fire departments. And again, if you go back to what we said, we're approximately, on average, 12 firefighters short per department. All right, what would it cost then to, to supplement each of our departments with those additional 12 firefighters? And again, the big presumption here is that our, the existing volunteers stay the same, and, and perhaps they may get more. And again, we know this could be higher, it could be lower, but on average, it's 12 additional firefighters that were needed uh, per company. So that worked out to about $1.3 million um, per year to assist each of our existing departments, assuming they all needed about 12 firefighters. Um, and we couldn't get the volunteers to do it, we needed eight staff. So as I said, it was roughly about 1,300 per department. Um, and again, this is the big takeaway there, was that that assumes that the, the current level of volunteer remain constant and volunteers continue to participate. So what were the observations when we, got all, when we were all said and done? Um, we know that the number of housing units in the county will continue to go up, um, although this year we did see a bit of a decline in what was proposed. We know that housing units are increasing. We know that there's a lot of property to protect um, and I think based on um, the number of exterior firefighters, if I recall my facts correctly, um, based on the number of exterior firefighters and the number of housing units that we have, each exterior firefighter in the county is responsible for about 350 to 320 to 350 housing units per, per exterior firefighter. That's a lot of ground. The other observation, obviously, is that our, our firefighters are aging. They're getting older um, as they stay, which is which in one hand is good because it brings a lot of experience to our fire departments. But um, candidly, as our firefighters get older, they will tell you they don't respond to a lot of the calls. It's much more physically demanding for them um, to respond to calls. Uh, the other observation was the apparatus. Looking at the number of apparatus, it was told to me that we have more apparatus than the city of Philadelphia and that perhaps we have a surplus of apparatus. And we kind of look at the number of um, bottoms and seats on the apparatus and may tend to support that as well. The other main observation that we came away with was that there's no oversight. And that when you really get down to it, there's no state or federal oversight for volunteer firefighting um, coverage. 
and it really falls back to the, the, the municipality and the relationship with their firefighters according to our, our state statutes, whether you're a first-class township, second-class township, or a borough, the enabling legislation says it's your responsibility to provide for that fire service, which can be both financial and or administrative, and that you work it out on the municipal level. So that oversight component um, kind of called into question whether or not there needed to be some, some, some form of more broad or oversight either at the state or federal level to make sure or to help ensure that there's sufficient number of firefighters um, to respond. Some of the recommendations that were outlined in the report, um, number one, first and foremost, was to implement the 27 recommendations that were outlined in the SR6 report. Um, if anybody needs a copy of that, I can certainly get it to you. Um, and what I will say about the SR6 report, it's an excellent document, a lot of good information in it. But the feeling amongst the chiefs that I work with is that it, it significantly moves the needle towards helping existing volunteers as in terms of retention. But there was there was a lot of, I guess, doubt that it would significantly move the needle in terms of attracting new volunteers. So again, good and vital stuff to have in place for our existing volunteers to help with that retention. But it remains really to be seen whether it's you know really going to attract new volunteers with some of the things that were mentioned. We also noted that there needs to really be a further analysis of actual active firefighters versus the available roster. And we know again that there may be they may a department may be reporting 12 folks um, on their roster, but it may only be four that ever actually go up. Um, and again, this this analysis didn't get into that granular level of detail, but we think there could be a potential opportunity again to get into more of a department by department analysis of the number of active firefighters um, <clears throat> excuse me we also recommended there, there probably is opportunity for consolidation analysis um, exploring both the apparatus and the coverage overlaps that may occur uh, and may be existing um, within the county i can tell you that um, regalsville and hotsville are in the infancy and are looking to do this now because um, they recognize collectively the issues that they have in the upper part of the county and they are working together to see how to best consolidate their, um, their departments. Um, at the time the report was written, there were nine bills that had been presented uh, to the Senate. Um, of those nine, three were passed and acted on and six um, were deferred to committee um, where they stayed and really should be introduced. Um, and when they're reintroduced, um, you know, we would encourage all of our elected officials to, to support their passage uh, because, again, they go towards helping uh, the volunteers and our direct result of the SR6 uh, report. The other uh, recommendation was potentially looking at implementing the full three mil fire tax where it did not exist. But more importantly, to look to change the enabling legislation to allow for more of that millage uh, to be used towards actual hiring of, of staff. And again, we recognize that you know raising taxes is, is, could be a tough sell in many municipalities, um, but it nevertheless was one of the recommendations or one of the potentials for helping to offset the costs for additional firefighters. We also noted that there should be a change in building codes, um, this notion of safe structure. Um, to allow, you know, make sure that sprinklers are required in all new residential construction, um, including structural additions. 
Um, you know, I know, for instance, where I am in, where I am in Plumstead, um, I am in a single-family home. I do not have sprinklers in my house. Uh, but on the other side of the alley, on the back side of the alley from me, there are townhomes, and those townhomes do have sprinklers and are required by Plumstead Code to have sprinklers. So the, the, the chiefs on the, on the committee felt that you know, safer structures would go a long way um, to helping with the situation. The other thing that we recommended was the promotion of diversification of training. Um, one of the things that we spent a lot of time talking about is that you don't necessarily have to be an interior firefighter or an exterior firefighter to serve your volunteer firefighter. If you like to drive, you can simply drive the truck and do other duties that aren't related to firefighting. That, that training exists, but that a lot of folks were not aware of that diversification um, but so that there should be prom promotion of that and you know advertisement of that diversification of training. And then lastly, one of the last recommendations in the report was this notion of a county provided fire department to supplement volunteers um, across the county. And again, didn't really get into the real specifics or details of what that would look like, um, but we know that Washington County, for instance, did implement a countywide fire service they use and rotate throughout their county um, to help supplement you know, low volunteer numbers. So again, as I said, moving forward, I think really the, the takeaway here is that honest conversation between our municipalities and the fire departments um, that they are aligned with um, to make sure that there's adequate coverage. And again, it's not shaming, it's not blaming, it's not looking to point fingers. It's really about making sure that public safety is served um, and what, what can be done to, to ensure that it is adequately protected. Um, and with that, I'm happy to open it up. Any questions regarding um, the report? Hi, this is Marvin Cohen. Uh, was there any evaluation done in addition to the idea you mainly said lifestyle change in, in terms of uh, uh, volunteerism. Uh, was there any look at whether the increased number of medical type calls where the fire department is just kind of secondary to the ambulance and whether that's satisfying and whether that turns people off? Um, we didn't look to that specifically, um, Marvin, but what we, as I noted earlier, when we looked at the total volume of calls that only 10% were fired, um, you know, it starts to, to lean towards what you're suggesting is that is somebody going to get out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning to go chase a false alarm somewhere? And so, yeah, that could be discouraging. Um, but I think the real, the real factors around the, the impediments to getting volunteers was the significant amount of hours required for training and then the significant amount of hours required for fundraising um, and trying to balance all of that with active lifestyles, childcare, you know, dual income households, um, plus the notion that many of our firefighters do not live and do not work in the municipality where they live. So many of our firefighters are commuting to work. So they're simply not available during the day. Thank you. I have a question. Uh, this is Mark Fournier with Telford Borough. 
I, I looked at your your study, and one of the things that um, is jumps out is half of the land area of Bucks County. It appears uh, from the municipalities that you displayed on your map are covered by rural fire companies. Um, one of the things that you have to be conscious of. I have some people I very familiar with in the fire industry. One of the things that we have to be very conscious of is some of the rural areas have, you know, um, large transportation roadways driving through those particular areas. And that is what is generating the number of calls, not just simply the volume of, or the number of homes or the number of people in that particular area, but some of the more rural areas become very active uh, only because of a major interstate or a major roadway that generates a lot of calls. So we really have to be conscious of that when you're looking at costs and things like that because you know you showed literally half the half of Bucks County being covered by rural fire companies. Um, yet I know that some of those areas generate a lot of calls. Understood. Evan, we received a request uh, for your slide deck. If you could provide that to us, then we could send that sure. out. Yeah, I can send that over to you. Do we have any other questions from the members? We also have, in addition to the slide deck, we also put together a quick facts sheet um, that just has some highlights um, from the report. I can send that along as well um, for everybody's benefit. Um, any other any other questions for Evan? Okay, thank you. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I raised my hand, but <clears throat> I was being polite. Uh, this is Tara Brian McLaughlin. Uh, I have um, a, a question. Two questions. One is I don't specifically recall on the report the six legislative pieces. Um, are they there? The ones that are in the state senate that are languishing. Um, no, they are not. They are not named specifically in their report, um, but I can provide you with them. That would be terrific, uh, because that is something we do want to um, advocate our legislators on. I actually already mentioned that uh, to ours, and I see ours has one of his staff uh, here on the call. Um, it will be good to know what they are and speak specifically towards them. Um, and then the other piece is, uh, in terms of funding, we are allowed to add an extra uh, percentage for open space to millage, and that's allowed at the state level. And is this something that would be a possibility? I know, Evan, you can't answer this, and nobody on this call can like make this happen. But in addition to the the three mills would, the, would there be a way to take it lift some of the burden from the property taxpayers put it on earned income add that small percentage of uh the one percent like we can do for open space but make it for fire services and is that out there has that been considered uh could that be a possibility and then it's not so much each individual municipality doing very range of things, but it, it, it's more uh, applied across the board. 
Yeah, no, you're, you're right, Tara. No, I, I, I can't specifically answer that, but I think, you know, at a high level, all options are on the table, right? Mm-hmm. I think in, in each in each municipality is going to be different in terms of its needs, but I think it's that, that type of thinking um, that is going to be needed in order to help solve the problem because um, as we note in the, in the executive summary of the report, there, there's a legislative component to this, there's an operational component to this, and there's a financial component to the problem. It's kind of three problems. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't any one specific answer. It's probably going to be a menu of things that are, that are going to be needed to help. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Keep informed and engaged for a better local government. Go to johnmacnewtown.info for possible further updates related to this and other topics that come before the Newtown Board of Supervisors and the various committees and commissions that advise the board.